Welcome to the Corporate Catholic Podcast, where we inspire the joyful hustle by integrating your relationship with God into the 9 to 5. Join us as we flip the script on faith and work. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Corporate Catholic Podcast. We are doing something new on the podcast today and bringing back one of our guests that we've previously had. So super exciting. We have Fran here with us and we love Fran so much. And we were actually catching up with her about a month ago and we were just getting dinner, hanging out. And we were like, so much has changed in your life since we had you on the podcast and um, just so many life updates and things that we were like, okay, we feel like we need to have you on the podcast again Um, because like what's happened in your life with like job and Mm -hmm. everything just ties in so well to our theme and what we've, what we kind of want to talk about this season on the podcast. So we're like, let's bring her back. So welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Just kind of give a little rough update. Yeah. 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 Give us us an update. So completely switched careers. (laughs) <laughs> uh, went from the food world to the Catholic book publishing world, and we're going to talk about that yeah. in the pod today. Uh, also got engaged, so that's so exciting. So it's crazy because it's almost been exactly a year since we recorded the first one, and the last time we were like really in the discerning phase, and I was, I was ready. I was like, let's go. Let's get married. But I moved from my apartment back home. Like There was just a lot of shifts, and you know, God really came through this year, and kind of took me by storm so it's been great and I can't wait to dive into it with everyone so yeah yeah Yeah. so exciting okay so before we dive into all the career changes and everything that's happened in the past year just how was everyone's week I feel like Allison needs to start because she had a super great week (laughs) um it's been a good week I actually just got back from Europe um a little over a week ago and yeah, so I went to Stockholm and Copenhagen with one of my friends from high school. And yeah, it was great being back in Europe. Um, I studied abroad in college, so got to see a lot of Europe, but I didn't make it to Sweden or Copenhagen. So um, those two places were kind of on my list that, you know, didn't get to go while I was there. So um, yeah, made it back, found some cheap flights there, and it was kind of a spontaneous trip. But um, so fun. Loved both places. Would highly recommend. Um, yeah, I feel like there's so much I could talk about, but it was it was a really fun time. So, but it's good to be back. And I really thought that I'd get back and it would be fall, like full yeah. on fall here. <laughs> nope. And then it's been like 80 degrees, and I'm like, what? Count what your blessing. I like, know. I'm not complaining. That's a pro. <laughs> I'm not complaining at um, all. I am happy. No but... way. <laughs> I am fall or nothing. Really? It should be fall 365 days a year. I think it's my favorite season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm someone who grasps on to summer like as long as I can. No, so. the first day of summer, I'm like, bring out the pumpkin spice. It's time <laughs> to drink that up. Yes. <laughs> I love it. How was your week, Fran? It was good. Really chill. Um, with my new job, I work remote, so there's not like I have a lot of like fun office talk happening. But <laughs> I went to a pumpkin farm by myself. I'm telling you guys, you should do it. 
Like, of course, it's Love fun it. to go with friends, but there was something about like going by myself to get it's like a famous cookie. Like it's in Wisconsin, this farm, and I like went got my cookie, walked around, looked at the little sites to see. And it was just kind of nice and peaceful. It was very fall feeling day, though. Yeah. And it was very aesthetic. Like, I took the photos. You have to do those you things. You got to do it. And sometimes when you're with people, you can't take that time mm-hmm. to get the aesthetic shot that takes the colored photos <laughs> of the cookies. So. so what's so famous about the cookie? Which is really weird because it's like, it's literally like a sugar cookie with orange frosting and black and orange sprinkles. But Ooh. every year, it's so consistent. It, everybody's childhood, like every like school would go there for like a little like yeah. like day trip and it's very nostalgic because some people don't get it if you bring it to them they're like it's like I can get this at a bakery it's like no like so yeah. Jerry Smith's cookie and they're like <laughs> who was Jerry and of course they were Smith so <laughs> it's 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 really great so I did that and um nothing else too crazy how about you Claire yeah I feel like this week was I feel like it was very football themed. Ooh. So like last weekend, and I love football, so this is exciting for me. But last <laughs> weekend, uh, like was the Ohio State Notre Dame game, and sorry for most of our listeners out there, but go Bucks, baby! Oh that no! Was, whoa! Don't don't turn away our Notre Dame listeners. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, and you know I feel like I just never properly got to celebrate because I was not allowed to celebrate at the stadium i probably would have gotten beat up or something people were not in a good place Um, except for you except for me i was like (laughs) smiling like behind my hand i was like (laughs) they love that i was like yay go me um go me but yeah and then so that was sat like last week saturday then sunday was the whole taylor swift travis kelsey and like oh my gosh let me tell you i have not stopped thinking about that for like five days stop it right now (laughs) my entire tiktok feed is just video all of a sudden everybody's an expert on football and it's like my fiance is a avid football watcher and i try to tell him what's happening i'm like that's a pick six he goes what is that i was like i think that's when they get six points and he's like oh no <laughs> and like i almost feel like i'm taylor swift where it's just like i cheer because i think it looks correct yeah i don't know if yeah. she actually knows what's going on yeah. maybe she does but it's yeah. just everybody knows a football fan <laughs> i love it okay have you done that trend um with your fiance where you're like can you believe that Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map and, yes. and then like oh, see their reaction? I, well, yeah, we were just like, well, not like in this specific way, but I was just watching, actually watching the game because like usually yeah. I only watch games if it's Packers versus Bears because he's a huge Bears fan and my family's diehard Packer fans. So usually I don't really care to watch. I'm like, okay, yes, I've seen a million football games because my family, but I watched that game and I was relaying information to him and it was more so he was like, impressed i knew like what position he was <laughs> and like i was doing research on him i'm like oh his stats like and he was just like um cool he's like did you know and i honestly forgot they were in the super bowl i was like did you know like they were like doing like the brothers were in the super bowl he's like everybody knew that i'm like mm-hmm. mama well, kelsey everyone mama kelsey. Kelsey. yeah mama kelsey like she's, she's on the such map a queen ever. such a queen that. yeah no, yeah. it's so funny. I <laughs> I did it to one of my, my guy friends because I was like, don't have a boyfriend, so I can't like do this prank on anyone. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And it's so funny because like all the videos, the guys have the same exact reaction. <laughs> they get really flustered and then they're like, are you kidding? Like, 
he's one of the greatest tight ends of all time and like (laughs) he's won two Super Bowls and like it's the same thing every time every guy says it but it's just so funny and I love it (laughs) that's amazing and she's literally like made football now she yeah. just can't stop taking things over. Yeah. And that, I think it's actually making people mad too. Like the guys, especially. The guys like, are like, oh no. We can't even have football. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. this is our one thing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, not anymore. Know. It's fine. Taylor's here to stay. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I feel like I've just been thinking about football like all week. Literally. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I think about football a lot. Like, I love football. You just wake up but and you're like, touchdown. I just kept thinking about Travis and Taylor, like, and how much I love them so much. I have a hot take on day. that. Oh, okay. She's only with him to make another sick album. Okay, or I've heard the theory that <laughs> she she's an Eagles fan, which his brother plays oh. for the Eagles, and they were in the Super Bowl last year, obviously. Yeah. And that she's dating him to distract. Oh. So the Eagles can win the Super Bowl this That's year. That's actually so funny, because <laughs> I just think she needs another good epic breakup so she can have, like, the arrows 2.0. Yeah. Like, I think that's what she's ready for. Could be a vibe. Yeah. Who knows? I'm like... I don't know. I I believe it, but we'll see we'll what see. happens. But have you guys seen that he is her thirteenth boyfriend? What? So I'm like, I could her lucky number <laughs> thirteen. Well, not like boyfriend, but like you know, she's yeah, like yeah, dating yeah, yeah, thirteen yeah. ish people. Like even if it's just yeah. casually. Yeah. Um, and I'm like her favorite, 13, her favorite number. Her, yeah, oh, wow, like this yeah. could be it. This Seems it. like it could be it. This could be her love story. This she just needs to say story. yes. We'll see. I don't know. So I ship it. Anyways. Yeah. I love anyway. This. <laughs> this Enough football. Let's Yeah, this is not a sports podcast. Actually if she forgot. But we could we could. We could. I, I I could I could talk sports for a little bit. But anyways. <laughs> let's get let's get into why you're here, Fran. Because yes. so many life changes. Yes. Um Let's start with like people who have followed along since your last episode. One, your last episode was like one of our favorites. People loved it. So I know sweet. so many people are prob- mm. who are listening probably heard your last episode. I love so, that. Mm-hmm. last episode, you were like working in the food business yeah. and like traveling a ton. Yes. And then now you've completely changed and like now you're working remote. So, like, yes. kind of very limited travel. I mean, you still have traveled for this yes. new job, but, mm-hmm. um, Okay, let's kind of start at the beginning of like how did you know that it was time to kind of change jobs and not only yeah. change jobs, but like change career paths? Yes, it's, you know, something I'm actually really glad when we had that dinner it came up because it actually sent me into like a lot of discerning of like thinking about like why I did a lot of things because I'm not going to lie when you're in that moment of like, okay, like I need to have a career change or something needs to give it's the most terrifying thing to admit to yourself and it was almost a month after the I was on the podcast and I was like so excited and like I was really diving into this new career and there was just a lot of things that I was finding myself doing that was I was just like not really seeing the joy and I really tried discerning piece by piece of like okay do I love being here why am I here is this where God wants me to be and I try not to get too scrupulous about it because, you know, sometimes like you think something like, oh, I'm in the wrong career path. I'm just going to jump. No, no, no. Like it took me probably three or four months after I kind of digested like being like, OK, this isn't for me anymore. Because if you listen to the last podcast, I'll just brief you quickly. It was family business sold to a larger company. My family had been in it for years. I thought when I was in college that 
I would always end up there just because I, I'm very passionate still about the food industry. I get excited still over that mm-hmm. stuff. But I started to realize, and sometimes I feel like some people need to hear this because I wish somebody would have said it to me. Like, it's okay, like, not to follow your family's dream for you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, like, step, like, they love you and, like, you're, like, they will understand even if it is hard, but it's, it's okay to find yourself. And, you know, my family never put the pressure on me to stay even or to decide to be there it was I was telling myself like I have to do this I have to be here like my dad my brother like cousins were working there like so many inter intertwined pieces and um I really started sitting with asking God like where do you want me is this it I was just feeling so unfulfilled day in and day out I'd get there at like 6 a.m I'd leave at almost 6 p.m the work was a heavy load and not that that's a bad thing, but I wasn't loving it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was getting up feeling fulfilled. And even when you do love what you're doing day in and day out, you don't get overly excited to do it every day. Cause some days it is just like, it feels like it's just a job. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, it's kind of like going to mass on Sundays. Like we, sometimes you don't get like, Oh, I'm so excited. I get to receive Jesus today. But you know, like, you need to be there and, like, yeah. with him. And so the way that it kind of sat with me is I really started – there's a couple different things I did. A lot of it was, like, asking people I would love, to, like, my fiancé now and a few other people, like, do I seem happy? Kind of mm-hmm. getting their perspective looking in. And I had my fiancé and a few other friends and even family members being like, you seem drained. Mm-hmm. And I am someone who's like very self-giving, very, I'll give you my time even if I have no time. But I found myself really turtling, hiding, waking up in the morning and being not motivated to get ready because I was sitting at a desk doing something I was good at. Mm-hmm. Like you can be really good at something and not like it. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like you guys might get that too where you're like, I can do this all day long, but it's not fulfilling. It's not bringing me joy. I don't feel like, it's like, yeah, maybe I get a promotion, but am I happy? So I kind of think that's yeah a good kind of starter. On yeah. yeah, so much yeah. to talk about. I was Literally, having so many thoughts. I know. I'm like, if I keep going, we're going to just sit here and listen like the whole story. But yeah, <laughs> first, well, first thing is that I really liked what you said about like, you know, like your family and like not necessarily having to, and you were putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's a huge thing where, I've found that I do that to myself all the time is I'm like, where is this pressure coming from? And like nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, it is m- like me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I am putting the pressure on myself and like I'm pretending like it's from somewhere else or someone else. But like really the, like no one has said those words to me or like no one's making me do something like it's really just me. And I think like, you know, mm-hmm. that realization is huge, you know, oh, for sure. Yeah. And for people that, you know, maybe they don't work with family like yeah. you do, but like you work someplace for so long, you build up relationships, you have friendships and the thought of leaving kind of just feels like abandoning people, you know? I want to touch on that for sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's touch on on it. Because this is huge. (laughs) Yeah. That that statement right there could be like a whole series because I got super close with so many people and some of them felt like my grandmother, my work grandmother, my work mom, my yeah. work brother. Like I really was praying for these people that I was working with because a lot of them, you know, 
they became famous. You sit with them in a room for eight plus hours a day. Yeah. Sometimes we see our coworkers even more than we see our own families and friends. And mm-hmm. you really do build, like even like in a professional setting, like yes, you keep things professional, but still you have like those people that open up to you. You go to lunch with every day or every Wednesday you do something after work. Like there's always some sort of relationship being built. And as a Catholic, I used to say it was, it really was a savior complex Mm. I had. And I had to realize that where it was like, I was sitting there being like, well, if I leave them, they're going to be alone. And you know, like they don't really talk about God. Maybe like I can be there for them forever and help them. And it was very much like, um, they call it like the enablement like trait where it's like, let me help you. Let me help you. Yeah. And I felt like, well, I, I need to stay here and I need to help them. And like that, pre- it's like a pressure of mm-hmm. like, if I leave, who's like, like I'm going to be adding to their workload. They have to train someone new and really scared. And like, I know we'll go more into this, like to take a leap and leave. But realizing that like, like I really had, I had a priest actually, I was doing spiritual direction last year, probably around after the podcast and I was just word vomiting to him, like everything going on at my job. And I was like, I finally got the words out of like, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And I love the people. I, I love this industry, but it's just not it. And I just kind of told him about all of the people there. And he goes, this is going to sound harsh, but you need to hear it. You are not the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And when you love God so much and you love the people around you, it's very easy to feel like if I leave them, like is like I don't want them to feel like God is also like left them because they yeah. would reference me yes. as like yes. the girl who knew God. Yeah. And like, oh, well, she makes the rosaries too. They're all over her desk. Yeah. But realizing that I'm not and like God does have a plan for these people. And if they're supposed to still be in my life, I'm still supposed to speak with them. I will. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I've definitely felt that before because, yeah, like, being the person that is, like, opening up about, like, I am a Catholic, like, and and kind of, like, I want to be that person for my coworkers of, like, I have, like, let them know that. So, like, people have come to me, like, yes. in times when, like, you know, mm-hmm. or they're not afraid to make a comment to me or something because they know that, like, I understand or that type of thing. But then at the same time, I'm, like, yeah, I, I didn't think about that, too, of, like, yeah like they're seeing me as like a person of god therefore like a reflection of god they're i don't know you know what i mean yeah it's like it's like it's kind of hard like Mm -hmm. if i disappoint them like but that's i mean i can't think it's It's not not true true. but it's Mm -hmm. so easy to think that it is and it's coming from a place of love and like i had to tell myself like it's like love you know we can talk about all the different forms but it's like kind of just like how christ like it's like a pull in a tug of what love is is like he's constantly pulling and we're pulling away he's not asking us to hold other people's ropes he's not asking for us to like carry those connections and if you helped ignite a fire that's great that's through his grace and if if you know you you leave something for someone to take they'll take it if not that's not then but i really do think especially in the catholic community like when people are struggling to leave jobs a lot of the time it has to do with the fact that they are scared of disappointing people, not even just because they feel like, oh, like I brought God here, but it's, you know, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to be like, oh, well, if I leave, the team's going to fall apart and then I feel bad. And sometimes you really just have to do what's best for you. 
And that can be yeah. so hard to like yeah. do that because it can feel selfish. I felt very selfish at first. Yeah. yeah. But then think about like all of the like how much better you could be if you were happy and like if yes. you were mm-hmm. like you could even be, you know, better at your job if you were in a different spot. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you could bring more good exactly. in a different spot. But it's yes. like Mm-hmm. yeah it's hard to focus on you can't on like fill the well if your well's dry type of yeah, thing and yes, yeah. and i think that's where i was is i was like in the dunes and the sand dunes and i was like looking for that water patch and just constantly inhaling sand and it was just awful um but when you get to that like making the choice which i know we're gonna talk about of like leaving like it is like eventually the most freeing feeling because anytime you make a big decision like that, it's scary. You really have to just like blindly trust that this is either going to work out or it's going to redirect me where I need to be. Because mm-hmm. that totally could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like I totally could have left and nothing came to be. And then I could have struggled. Mm-hmm. I did struggle for a little bit. But if you don't ever take those risks, then what is it for? Like just to be stagnant in your life? I, I just mm-hmm. think that's not a way to live. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that decision then. Mm-hmm. Because you mentioned you finally reached a point where you're like, I'm unhappy. Like, yeah. I'm not fulfilled in this job. Like, was there a point where you felt like there was a sign from God that mm. was like, okay, it's time to actually make that jump? Or right. like, how did you – like, did you start looking for jobs? Right. Like, what was – you realize you were unhappy. Like, mm-hmm. what did you do next? So when I kind of, you know, I kept this to myself for a while because I I don't know about like everybody, but for, for myself, if I start like asking people like what they think, I truly like if I, you know, I love them. Like I want to take their opinions and thoughts like to heart. And I really had to keep it between me and God mm-hmm. for a while. I like, you know, did the classic go on LinkedIn and see what's out there. I was looking at like catholicjobs.com and like really scouring in a way like it was draining. I'd work eight hours and I'd go home and I almost felt like my part-time job was a recruiter for myself. (laughs) I was like going through all these things and you know on LinkedIn you can just send things. Yeah. And then I found that I didn't like that Mm -hmm. because it didn't feel personable. It's not like a dating app. It is. Oh my God. And they never answer you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a dating app. Literally. Of like two months ago, I got a rejection. I was like, I applied last December. <laughs> and now you reject me? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you kindly. But um, that's so funny. Uh, but after that kind of wasn't working out and I was just like not excited about anything. I'm obviously, you can tell, kind of loud. And if you don't know by my name, I'm a little Italian. I was like very much raised where like you have to go speak to people face to face, like cold call in a way. And I had been praying for a while about like going on retreats and stuff because I love doing that and like really recentering centering myself because it's like if I don't know God's voice clearly, then I'm never going to figure this out. Yeah. And I was in a very like when you're in a pressureful state, you lose sight of God easily, even if you're still going to mass every Sunday, because like, yeah, I can be present with him for an hour. But am I giving him an hour of my day? No, mm-hmm. I'm going to my job and then I'm looking at a recruiting page, pretty much. Like, I'm not yeah. asking him what he wants. So that's when I decided, you know, maybe I should go to Seek. And I reached out to one of my friends. And she was going, wanting to go. And we kind of got, like, a mini group to drive down. And 
I brought my resume. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I, was, I love this story. <laughs> and this is just so funny to me because I really didn't think about it like as, oh, I'm going to like go find a job this week. It was very much like you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. And I was like, if there's anywhere I've always wanted to work, it was something within the church. Like, for example, before I backstory tore my knee to shreds, I was supposed to go to Annunciation Heights, which is in Colorado, to be a missionary. When that fell to pieces, that's kind of like when my whole career kind of like blew up because I was like, well, now I got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So like things like Net Ministries was there, you know, focus. It's a focus themed event. And I kind of knew I wasn't being called to serve in mission like full time just because I just I don't like I love the people that do that. I just I really don't think that my service would have been well there. Like, you have I think so many have, business skills. Seriously, like, it's like yeah. a natural yeah. gift like, for you. So, yes, like, and I feel like you can do so much if you don't decide to go do that for a year or two. Like, there's so many things in the workplace that mm-hmm. can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to use my creative side of my brain. And I went to many different booths, and it was really funny. It would be like during like serious talks too, <laughs> where like everybody's missing. I would go to the booths because nobody's there then. Wait, smart. Yes. So doing like keynotes and stuff. Yes. If like I was like, okay, so for example, there was some like I'm 23. I've heard probably like I love obviously all the speakers, but I've heard some of the talks several times now. And I'm like, I kind of know where it's going to go. So I don't have to go to that one. It doesn't seem like it'd be too fruitful for me. I would go walk within the booths and like they always have to have someone there. Mm -hmm. And... I talked to a few different teams and I was kind of trying to see like where I thought my charisms would be appreciated. And I kind of thought like the opposite of my last job too. I was like, if I want something that's going to feel new, I have to do something new. So I walked up and I went up to the Ascension booth, Ascension Press, and I spoke with a lovely woman that still works there and basically was like, hey, looking for a job. Do you guys have any openings? She's like, I don't know. Like, I'll have to take a look. And I kind of briefed on what I did. I didn't just want to like, like hand her a resume and walk away. It was very much like I wanted to start building that relationship because I really do feel when you invest time in a person, like they want to invest in you. Yeah. And I like 100% believe that. Like you have to sometimes go chase what you want. And once I started talking to her a bit more, I was like, dang, I really want to work here. And I kept going back each day just to say hello to her. <laughs> and like, not it's like, me give again. Me I'll be like, oh, there's Fran again. <laughs> Literally by the end of the week, she knew me. And then I shot her an email. I got like her, all of like her information. And I didn't hear back the first time uh, for a few days. And I was like, oh, dang it. Like, maybe it didn't work. It's okay. Like, I'm just going to go back to the drawing board. And then she emailed me back and said, hey, I sent your email because she was in the marketing team. And I was looking because I worked in operations i still wanted to be in the operations world because that's where my resume spoke to i couldn't just be like oh i want to be a graphic designer with no graphic design experience like yeah that's usually not how it works ladies and gentlemen if you didn't know that <laughs> apparently you can't just walk in and say that you do these things but uh so she put in my resume didn't hear back and i was very discouraged for a moment i was just like but there was nothing open on the website so i'm like it's not like they're just gonna pop here's a position and it's ascension like there's probably like so many people applying so like i just kind of let it go and then almost a month went by and i really worked on my prayer life and i like felt a little knock on my heart like neat 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 like try again (laughs) 
And it was like, when I was in adoration, it was just like, try Ascension again. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back on the website and there was a position, applied, didn't get it. I was like, all right, God, why? Why yeah. am I doing this for the second time? Yeah. Like, do you like me being rejected? I guess. And then I, but it actually attracted me even more to Christ. Like, okay, there was a knock. Maybe there will be another knock. Few weeks go by. I told my friends I gave up. I was like, whatever. I'm just going to settle. I'll stay where I'm at. I'm close to probably getting promoted. I've been here a year and I will just suffer it out. Okay. Third knock <laughs> came in. He was like, hey, 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 go, go, go. And then my friend was like, then all of a sudden my friend's like, just, just look on the website one more time. And I was like, okay. Inventory manager position open one day. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I apply, hear back from them, do the interview. Like the next week, here I get the job. And that's where everything took like, it was like the most exciting moment of my life. But that's where like everything just was like the puzzles connected. But then another puzzle almost fell apart. And I was like, had to pick up those pieces to like, okay, it's time to move on. Yeah. Like it's time to take this risk. Yeah. Which is so terrifying. Like I remember... Cause usually I, like I, like I told you, I kept it to myself for a long time. And then I started including some of my very close friends. I didn't really prep my family for this, but I told myself, I was like, you know, I really need to, you know, focus on doing this on my own. And if God really wants me here, this is where I'm going to end up. And I ended up calling my family, telling them, and you know, they were super excited. They were like asking me a million questions because that's what Italian parents do. They ask you if you're okay, if there's insurance, if you're going to be taken care of, are you leaving for a year to go? To a foreign country to serve. I'm like, no. <laughs> Are you going to be Father Mike Schmidt's right hand man? I'm like, I wish. <laughs> like, no, you know what I mean? Like, you hear Ascension, and the first thing you think of is like Bible in a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful company. And so, yeah, then, then we hit the hard things, you know, mm-hmm. quitting mm-hmm. your job. And I'd only been a year at this office that I was working with my family, but. I was working in the Wisconsin because I was in Illinois. I was working in Wisconsin office for on and off since I was like 15. And I remember saying, like, you know, you say yes to God. You're like, okay, yes, I'm going to take this. But then asking him to help you again, being like, you have to prepare me to do this. Because there was that fear that crept in, even when I got the offer of how do I leave? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I do this? Like, I feel like I'm disappointing people. Like, I could take this leap. Like, no, you, like, you just do it. You write that letter. You say you're leaving. You're putting your two weeks in. I'm a huge, huge advocate for, like, you know, sticking it out. Like, do your two weeks. Um, You say your goodbyes. You have your goodbye parties. You do, you know, you keep the context you need to keep. But the the worst enemy in this situation is usually yourself. Mm -hmm. That fear, like, even if I didn't get that job with Ascension or even like, because there was many places I was getting rejected from. It's like, you have to prepare yourself to say, okay, like maybe I'm taking a step back in my career because I knew I was going to get promoted soon. But what's more important? Yeah. This like wall that you're constantly hitting every day or being elevated spiritually, like you're challenged intellectually and you're, moving into a space where you know that you're truly going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so hard to kind of like change that mindset. Cause at least for me, it, like 
and maybe you guys can relate like growing up it's like Mm. milestone 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 like every year you were like getting a new grade or like you know getting an award or like something was happening you were like making progress so you're just so used to like making progress that it just feels so wrong to step back but like that's what adulthood is you know what I mean to like and I feel like I'm still learning you know that part of life of like it's not going to be like every year you get a new you're you're like achieving more like sometimes it might be you need to like slow down to speed up you know like you need to like step back Mm -hmm. so you can you know propel forward yeah so you can propel forward we we said that was one of our uh at work that was one like partner was like slow down to speed up like he said that like every (laughs) day i love it (laughs) that's awesome yeah no that's so true like it can be scary because we live in a culture where it's like get your bag elevate like get as high as you can climb that ladder and that is important like it to do well for yourself and like take care of yourself and do whatever you need to do but having I don't know for me I that happiness and you know I'm gonna put in the work at ascension to keep growing it's like that is so important not only am I serving a great mission that like I am excited yes it's remote but I'm excited to log on every day to like be on these zoom calls and meetings to help people's faith like there's mm-hmm. nothing more rewarding in this world than to see like a parish or a school or just it's Nancy down the road yeah. ordering like items that are going to help their faith or family's faith it, it's completely different from food to faith excuse me like that's crazy yeah. <laughs> like I completely changed my mindset and like it's just such a beautiful thing and oh it's it's great <laughs> I love it yeah and I think that's where you have to rethink like what you think success is yes. because if you think of success in terms of a promotion then yeah it is kind of a step back you're not getting that promotion you're not accelerating in that way but if you value fulfillment and like it's not really a step back then because like you are so much more fulfilled in your new job yeah so I think being able to reframe like okay Mm -hmm. it's not it seems like a step back but it's actually a realignment it's actually a step forward yes in the long run yeah no and truly like over time like it it was hard like leaving like you know that was what I thought my whole future was I thought that I was going to continue to climb within this industry and I left behind a lot of people that I love and mentors that mentored me and you know I really had to you know tell myself because I knew that I was overthinking things that these people will always be here that need to be here and that taking a leap of faith is that's what it is a leap of faith you don't know what's gonna happen yeah like i could have gotten rejected from ascension again i could have you know got other offers or things that fell through i could have not ended up working within the church like i i applied to many uh other companies outside of um this world and i knew though in my heart that I wanted to be somewhere like where it was Christ-centered. Like that was, that's both scary and both freeing because when you kind of are raised in a way where um, you're used to seeing like your family climb a corporate ladder and they still have a great faith base, but we're not constantly trying to 
like have that like your faith within your work Mm -hmm. it's a taboo kind of topic faith in your work especially when you go from working somewhere where it's like you don't talk about your faith really usually it's if someone approaches you or they see that you have like a little little medal at your desk or something it's so freeing like we pray before every meeting at ascension and it completely changes the atmosphere Mm -hmm. then and like it's so cool to see like how our faith can be a career too in a way so yeah it's a really awesome experience so i mean at your new position like how how does it feel like how have the last like six months or so been like how has it been kind of like working for the church and also working remotely like it's just how amazing it's well you know having such a drastic career change like i went from ordering disposable products and like helping with food buying to ordering books so food expires books (laughs) don't and that's the first thing i had to learn because i was really used to (laughs) fast pace like we're here we're there we're ordering stuff the tomatoes are in tomorrow like craziness to like this book's coming out in 2028 (laughs) and i'm like how do you predict for that how do you forecast for that and learning a lot of different strategies data wise and um really it's actually really like because what people the people see is they see the awesome presenters they see like the finished product but i get to be a part of like the create and not creation per se but i get to witness the creation process of like what marketing's doing behind the scenes, what the authors are doing, what the consumer products team's doing, the parish like uh, teams, and it's really cool to see like the discernment and thought and heart that goes into a book. Mm-hmm. And we have a few other items than just books, but programs like, for example, like Bible in a year, catechism in a year, like being able to like see like that didn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you turn on like a podcast. You think it just like came to fruition like, oh, I had a thought I recorded for an hour and that's it. Like there's no there's so much that goes into it, like tons of people. And it's just been, you know, I'm somebody who like switching to like the remote experience. I thought I was really going to struggle switching to the remote life because I had always worked in person, but I also went to college during the COVID era. So there was a piece of me that like understood like Zoom, sitting in one spot in your home and working. And so that actually was really helpful. But it's not like we kind of just like do our own thing all day. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, my team, like every morning at 9 a.m., we do what's called like a stand up. And we sit and like we talk about what we're doing for the days, like our roadblocks and like really collaborate within like the operations team. And then every team kind of does their own thing. But we all intertwine like work together and so like the adjustment wasn't that hard um but i like yeah some days i miss like the office banter just being like Mm -hmm. hey do you want to go to lunch but it gives me a lot of freedom in my engagement Mm -hmm. too because christian lives in chicago i live in wisconsin so if i want to come down here and work at a coffee shop with Mm -hmm. him while he's in like doing his law school homework or something like we're able to yeah i have like a bit more freedom and i know i'm going to be moving down here in the summer and it's like i don't have to change jobs yeah some people like have to in their engagement getting married season have to completely switch careers or drop their career and being able to have this with ascension is just wonderful because Mm -hmm. they really do focus like on 
like growing your families, supporting you and your family, or just meeting you where you're at to make mm-hmm. sure that like you have the best possible like opportunities to succeed. And yeah, it's been um, a true blessing. I think it was really difficult switching mindsets of like the secular kind of workforce to being in a Catholic workforce. Cause at first I felt like I was like on a retreat, honestly, <laughs> like yeah. we're opening up every meeting with a prayer. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> when do we go into our breakout sessions and talk about the gospel? You know, like, <laughs> like kind of what you're used to when you go on a retreat and, um, yeah. And it's so truly prayerful and the company like really stands by like, you send in prayer intentions we're praying for you and Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot more like you get a lot more out of your day and that's what i was always looking for Mm -hmm. i was looking for like how could i spiritually be filled and like be challenged at a workplace and it's just kind of like the two married each other and it's it's just really nice Uh, but it's crazy like i think like kind of going back though like thinking in that mindset of if you are working somewhere that you're not feeling completely fulfilled in it is okay to question that it's okay to bring it to God because I think it's worth discerning and sitting and saying like, okay, I am not really happy, but is this just today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or has this been for the past few months? Uh, I'm like, I know I have a promotion coming in six months. Am I waiting just because I want more money Mm -hmm. or am I ready for another challenge? And it excites me. It's going to elevate me to that next level. Like I really encourage all listeners like, if you're feeling that kind of like un like rest in your heart to do like the simple pros and cons list to really bring it to prayer and to realize that like okay prayers are not maybe they are that'd be cool not for me answered overnight like they do take a lot of thought and like this isn't like it's so different kind of like how you're talking about like milestones like we're so used to like level up level Mm -hmm. up level up like when you're in elementary school you're ready for middle you're ready for high school yeah like we don't really have that anymore but to really sit with that and be like, okay, these are my puzzle pieces. What is going to be the best decision for me now and my future family or whatever's next, my vocation? Um, because do like now living through that, like I'm only six months in, like that like month of unrest and scaredness and worriedness is so much worth it mm-hmm. in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say like, you know, sometimes I think we think that the pressure ends like once you get that job mm. or once you're like, all right, like I'm making the jump. But we don't really talk about like what happens immediately after that with like having to leave a job and like leave those people that you're close with. And I'm sure like obviously it's been worth it for you, it sounds like. Yeah. But like in that transition time, like how did you kind of get through that transition? Like was there a prayer that you came back to Mm. or like was it adoration or just like how did you kind of like what did you turn to in those in that transition period that's a great that's a great question I think for me well I know I know for me I think I know that it's spent a lot um, for me I love adoration it's I am someone loud talks a lot I need to like really force myself to be centered and so bringing it to prayer in the silence and like being okay with sitting in the silence and not hearing anything. So I took it to prayer a lot um, in adoration. I also, when I was still at my last job, I would take those really difficult moments at work to like go on like a quick walk or something to process things and be like, okay, 
like there's either I'm here like I I don't know like what's gonna come to be with the job I don't know like what's gonna happen but really like take that time to feel your feelings feel what's going on because I think when you're unhappy somewhere you kind of get used to that feeling that muckiness feeling of just like it's just that's just how it is and just Mm -hmm. like settling like oh well that's just how it is today and that's just how it is here but you don't have to like Mm -hmm. settle for that and I would say, yeah, adoration, really sitting with your feelings. And um, if you're in the mindset, and this, like I'm very careful with like the way I say this because, like I said, like I didn't ask a lot of people what they thought. Um, discerning, like who can you really talk to? If, do you have mentors? Do you have family you trust? Or, you know, I consulted with Christian because like I knew like we'd probably be getting engaged. Like, what did he think? Because my decision ultimately would affect him too. Yeah. So like keeping it in the frame it needs to stay in. Could I have gone on Instagram and posted a story of like, what do I do with my career? Sure. <laughs> Vote below. Vote, Vote below. <laughs> and honestly, I do a lot of polls. That would have been a really good one. But no, like I think the world like the world is teaching a lot of us that we have to have like everybody's approval and everybody's thoughts and no like really keep it between you and christ and you and who it's gonna affect like really structure out those pros and cons and that's what i did for i feel like months probably three or four months in a row Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and once you did make that decision and started telling people like what was people's reaction? Like, were people supportive? Because I feel like we yeah. put this pressure on ourselves and we're like, everyone's going to be so mad. They're going to oh think yeah. I abandoned them. And I, like, if I had to guess, I would guess that everyone was just, like, so excited for you. Oh, yeah. Like, when I told... It was very strategic on how I did it, you know? Like, I, I didn't want to just be, like, walk in the office because there was, like, eight or nine of us in the room and be like, hey, I'm leaving. Like, I kind of made <laughs> it, so- like... Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, someone who's very emotional. Like, if I see something that makes me remotely sad, you'll know. Like, I will start crying. <laughs> um, because I had a few coworkers I was closer with, and I and so, like, I, you know, talked to them one-on-one, and I was just, like, I think it brought me peace of heart to explain it to them a little more in detail because, like, another hot take is, like, not everybody has the right to know. Mm-hmm. why you're making certain decisions because I've d- spent a lot of time also over explaining why I'm doing something mm-hmm. and sometimes you just have to say it's what's best for me in my future yeah and like I'm thankful for what I've learned I'm thankful for you but like it's my time like if I don't do this now I'm gonna be here 10 years from now wondering why I just didn't take that leap when my heart was asking me to mm-hmm. and that was my biggest fear is if I just keep pushing this off this feeling that's kind of been creeping up for a while and just being like, oh no, it's just the nerves. Oh no, it's just like, just wait. Like, no, like you just have to like not be afraid of what people are going to say. Of course, like there were some people that were very shocked and sad and they were just like, I'm going to miss you. Like Mm -hmm. that ultimately was the response is like, I'm really happy for your young and your career. Like it's better you do this now than 10, 20 years from now. You're like, why didn't I try something else yeah because i really do think that people learn best sometimes by failing Mm -hmm. and even if i didn't end up where i'm at like i did get rejected from other places even before working with the family like there's things i've been rejected from and it's like sometimes if you never put yourself out there you it's so easy to become just like complicit with where you're at you're just like yes Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna stay in this bubble because i know it's a safe bubble and if i pop this bubble 
then I'm screwed. And like, we need to realize that we have like a whole community looking out for us and Mm -hmm. people who do want to see you succeed. And sometimes that means a complete career change. And like, that's what it meant for me. And if I didn't take that leap, I, I think I'd still be there. Yeah. And I think I would just be like, okay, it's just, this is just how it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. And what you're talking about, like failing, it's like, that's, you know, fail, failing forward. Like, yes. You're I like, always say I'm gracefully yeah. falling or failing forward. <laughs> yeah. I fall a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> just a side note. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I just feel like that's a perfect example where you're like, honestly, failing is better than just like sitting here mm-hmm. and like wondering. Exactly. And, you know, just wondering what could happen. And yeah really taking like your that blind faith seriously like challenging yourself of like okay do i really trust that like god's got my back mm-hmm. um and sometimes we make the wrong decisions like you think about you know i teach first communion so like i'm teaching them currently about like free will like what does that really mean like yeah maybe god did want me to stay at my last job or he thought like maybe that was the best thing for me or whatever but like if you ask him for something he's gonna provide it but sometimes he makes you wait yeah. Sometimes he wants you to stay where you're at so you can learn something. But when you really take that like discernment period seriously, like you're going to have your answer. It's going to bring you peace. Now, did God come into a dream and say, Francesca, you need to quit your job and go work at Ascension? No, I wish he would have, honestly, because I'd wake up like after praying and being like, oh, it's another day. God, are you going to tell me? No. I have prayed that God would talk to me in my sleep. Oh, I love that. So much. And it never happens. <laughs> no. Oh, my dreams are so boring. Like, when Literally. I tell you my dreams are nothing. Like, they are just, like, me at my desk, like, working. Like, that is the most boring dream ever. That sounds, like, stressful. <laughs> like, are you okay? Like- I wish my dreams were boring. Anytime I dream, it's, like, a nightmare. And I'm, like, oh. fighting for my life. Like- oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But I'm, like, God, just tell me, tell me something in my dream. Like, I'm, like have my little sleeping saint joseph next to my bed and i'm oh, like love tell that. me something while i'm sleeping <laughs> like just like put it on your forehead saint joseph even though you said nothing in the bible say something now <laughs> but no like and that's you know this could be like a whole episode of just like on discernment and like you can't expect to hear god's voice if you're not seeking god's voice yeah. and asking mm. him for things and i think that's what a lot of this comes down to is like for such a long time my prayer life was not great like i still hit periods it's not um but i can't expect something to change unless i change and and once i made that change it made everything easier like it slowly gets easier to break away from things like even career career or not like bringing christ into these decisions is so important yeah i think it it helps you feel fulfilled even if i would have ended up staying maybe he would revive a new life yeah sometime maybe you just need a a revival in where you're at I'm not saying go quit your job like if you're not like you're having a bad day like no like find that revival or find that confidence and that boost to do where where Christ is sending you. Mm -hmm. Yeah and I think it's important to emphasize too like especially for your story with Ascension like you applied and didn't hear anything for months. Three times yeah. Three times like Peter over here like like, three times. (laughs) Three times but like you so easily could have been like god's telling me no god's mm-hmm. telling me no like this isn't for me and that would have been easy to accept because you know you're almost waiting for god to be like all right just just do it but like exactly. you were met with rejection at first and so i think the timing piece of it is also so important too like 
discerning like not only the right place but like the right time yes I think the timing thing is huge because um I like I mentioned like I was ready to give up and I think we live like I said in a culture where we're so used to instantaneous responses of like yes no yes no um like think about like the dating app swipe yes swipe no like day to day like we are constantly met with instantaneous answers and you know like my head did go there like when I got that first no it's like okay whatever moving on but like fight like truly like fighting for what you want also yeah is is needed like you can't just expect to wake up and it's handed to you well not only that I think especially in like jobs too it's like think about it from their perspective they're Mm -hmm. getting you know hundreds of candidates in whatever and to them like unless they've heard otherwise you're just another person and so they just like maybe they have a checklist of like three things and they're like oh you know people who only meet two like we're kicking them out like whatever their thing is and like they don't know that you want them so badly unless you tell them and like I don't know I just especially with jobs it's like if it's a job you really want and they say no like 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 pursue them more because they want to know like oh if this person is like so interested like we want people who are really excited about us like we want those type of people to work for us oh you know and it's like if you don't tell them then how would they know and then when you did they're like we you know we remember you like we know you like we remember you like we want you i see like rejection almost as like uh, and not a closed door all the time. I think there's certain things like, okay, if you're asking someone on a date and they're like, no, don't be like crazy, right? <laughs> but like if you're like really desiring like to work somewhere that has like 500 employees, like they're saying, like you have to like tell them why you're different or show that you really care because that one extra step could push you in the door. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times like we get scared of that because all of us are scared of being rejected. Yeah. Nobody wants to put their heart and soul into something to be told like, nah, we're good. We already hired someone. But I don't know. I think taking that risk is worth it because you never know where it's going to land or a new opportunity that will present itself through that rejection. Totally. And I feel like I was always afraid of just like being too much or like annoying people Mm. because i'm like sending them like 50 emails and i'm like hey it's me again like (laughs) yes and i'm like they're so busy like whatever but it's like honestly half the time they don't respond to you it's because they forgot and it's not because they hate you yeah they just genuinely forgot and so actually like sending them another email is like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like this just slipped past me i you know I don't hate you. I just forgot to respond. Literally. I'm always like, can you redirect me where I need to go (laughs) if uh, you are the incorrect person? Do you have HR? Where am I going? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Like that persistence is just so key. And like if like if you really believe in your heart that like Mm -hmm. there is a place that you should be like, don't stop until you get there or until the door is like actually slammed in your face and they're like, don't show your face here again. You know, like (laughs) and sometimes we I really think that people need that sometimes. Yeah. Like, it, I think that it really pushes, um, like, I've just experienced it through some of my friends, like, seeing them be, you know, sometimes you have to, like, hit that rock bottom to, like, yeah. see that, like, there's a light somewhere else being lit that I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. Or that, like, I'm not, I haven't welcomed it because I was so, I'm very hard-headed also. So, like, there's so many times I've seen doors open and I'm like, I don't want to go through that door. I want to go through the other door. Open it. Like, <laughs> open like, sesame. Yeah, open, Lord, please. Thank you. Amen. Um, but 
yeah, it's such like a freeing feeling when you're just like, you know, I could get rejected today, but at least I can say I tried. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be told no than never ask. Because then you're, it's kind of just like when they talk about vocations, discerning vocations. Like, some people are like, why would I discern the sisterhood? Like, I don't want to be a sister. And it's like, yeah, but what if you never discern? And then 10 years from now, you ask yourself why you never took that time. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, explore your options. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. That's so Good true. Stuff. That's so true. So many people that listen work remotely, don't see people. How yes. did you kind of infiltrate the community? Oh, I yes. know you infiltrate. have. I know you have because <laughs> that's a skill of yours. But how did you do that via, you know, Zoom? Like how? Like did I break my way? How into... did? Yeah. How did you make friends? Like how did oh, you build connections? Here <laughs> is the way to do it. And if you don't like people, you have to get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is your time to use your inner Fran, as I like to say. <laughs> what I did is, besides the people on my team, because I saw them every day, as I we used Slack, yeah. and I kind of broke down what my position was, and like I'm trying to figure out what other people, who they were, what they did, and so what I kind of did is, uh, my first few weeks, every day I would do like a 10 minute coffee with Fran. I would like just put it on their calendars, mm-hmm. and they could reject it if they wanted to, yeah. or I would send them also a Slack message where they're like, hey, I just like. 10 minutes of your time like I saw you today because we do daily rosary like I saw you at daily rosary today like I saw that you're on the marketing team I would love to know like how you got to ascension and ways I can help you and it actually helped me learn so much about my position through people I never really even talked to still Mm -hmm. um but it was like really nice to be able to reach out to these people and they really appreciate that like they really liked and they even like would say to like my boss as well like it's really nice like Fran reached out like that makes us feel like that's exciting and so like just send the message be like I like the way your profile picture looks I saw you just got married and it was on the team announcement like congratulations I'm engaged tell me all the stresses of wedding planning like really take time to get to know the people um like who they are like in the remote world because it, it can literally just feel like you're just a picture on a screen Mm-hmm. and like set up those meetings sometimes i do like working meetings where i used to do this in college a lot where i would like reach out to a few people that maybe aren't on my team and just like hey do you guys like want to like work and sit on a zoom and then or we set up i had one of the girls on the team she's awesome she set up like lexio divina with us once a week mm-hmm. like really try to find ways to make it fun mm-hmm. uh like reach out to the people like sometimes they'll say like hey i'm really busy this week i'm working on something uh, there's some people that like I still haven't gotten to talk to, but uh, Ascension does a good job though of like taking us to Pennsylvania so we can meet each other. But taking the time to introduce yourself also opens up opportunities within your workplace because I'm not even on like the merchandise team and like they invite me to their meetings because they are like you have a fun insight, you're young, you're the demographic <laughs> that we want to hear from and I I, of course that. I love that I'm like I will tell you everything that I think is cool because <laughs> I'm addicted to Instagram and I watch the trends <laughs> but like that's just the way to do it also like ways to take like care of you too because it can feel very secluded to be at home even if you are talking to people all the time like get up in the morning mm-hmm. like if you start at 9 you're not getting up 8.50 you're getting up at 7 you're making your bed you're making the coffee, have your breakfast, don't have the laptop open as soon as you wake up, 
really create a corner that you're going to work in. That's your office. And if you don't have a big space, even if it's just a little tiny space that you dedicate to work. And as soon as work's over, you leave that space like that is really important or else I'd like because some days if I'm feeling really lazy, I'll roll out of bed and I'll go sit at my desk and like I don't feel good. Like you kind of yeah, feel like uh, you feel slothy. You feel slothy. Yeah. You don't feel like, you know, your eating gets thrown off, your whatever yeah. gets thrown off. Also, I'm a huge fan. If you can go out of like your space to work, trying to do that once or twice a week. I'm a coffee fanatic. I have issues. I need help probably with this. So like I love going to different coffee shops if I don't have too many meetings on those days to change my space because it keeps you motivated. Taking your lunch too to like go on walks. Like there's so many things I could say about the remote life that I never thought about until like I was like, this is my life now. Like Mm -hmm. I can't just wake up, roll out of bed. Like no, like put that makeup on if you're into that. Get ready because mm-hmm. you will feel so much better and you actually feel like you're going to work then mm-hmm. if you want to walk around your house and pretend that's a commute do that too i don't know <laughs> it's just you walk around your block you just walk like, around the block oh i'm, I'm at my office now. yes like, oh yeah ooh, knock knock <laughs> and if you live with your parents like i do until i get married you do you should remind them that they can't vacuum in your room <laughs> during a meeting because everybody will see and hear them <laughs> and please use those blurred backgrounds they help you a lot if you don't want to make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> I never use the blur, but I should. Oh, I, I don't because it shows. Like, I know you. Oh, I, I did like it, like to. It like I wear headbands your a face, lot. Though I wear headbands a lot, so it just looks like I have no hair. I'm so I'm like, I, I can't never. Do this. I never do it when my hair's up because then I look like Bold. an egg. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't even think about it. Oh my gosh. So yes, that's my little rant about like Zoom life, work life. Yeah. Yeah. I I th- I feel like. It yeah, I just feel like I meet so many people that are just like, it's so easy to like get in a slump like, yes oh, remotely. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, and be how open do with you your team it? about that. Yeah, like I like we'll mess we have like group messages and stuff, and I'll be like, I need someone to jump on a call with me to keep me going today because I'm feeling like kind of down. Because in reality, if you're sitting next to someone in a cubicle, you can just turn and say that. Yeah, like you just need to like kind of feel like try to make it feel like you're in an office and it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you were kind of saying like, if you need team time, like they will grant it. And like, maybe not every job is open to that, but I kind of feel like, you know, as a young person, I forget that I have like the power to kind of like tell leadership, like, Hey, you know, this actually might be beneficial to do in person. Mm -hmm. And like, I understand if you say no, but like, at least I asked. It's worth a shot. Yeah. 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 We've been in person twice in the six months, which doesn't seem like a lot, but we you know we've read books together, like the five dysfunctions of a team. We did like the working genius by Pat Lencioni, which I highly recommend. I think you both should try. I think it's awesome. Uh, and all you listeners. Right. I know. I need super to super cool. Like yes. it's, he's Catholic and uh, he has books that go with it and a podcast too. So it's like really nice to be able to kind of see and it helps, especially when you're remote you can like understand like who, what people's like charisms and what excites them at work versus what like is frustrating for them. Mm-hmm. So like, it's cool to be able to see that with your team, but yeah, no, like we're totally like w- within work, we're able to like be like, Hey, we have a big project coming up. Is it okay if we, you know, this quarter we try to fly out there to do this together? Because in reality, there are more things that are easier to tackle in person. Yeah. Um, and we're really blessed to be able to have, be able to get the space to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be empowered to like maybe 
bring it up to yes. like meet up in person or even if you know like other coworkers that are also remote but like maybe still live in the same city as you or something mm-hmm. you can like ask them to hang out one day or oh yeah yeah I just feel like the in-person it's yeah or just being like hey like I'm going to the office today like just letting people know because yeah. sometimes like there's people on my team and like most of them are in Chicago but I, like unless we all decide to go to the office it's kind of like I don't know who's gonna be there so I might as well just stay home but like right. if you're like hey I'm planning on being on the in the office this day like that might encourage them yeah. to come oh, sure. and then I don't know just no, I think putting that's it good there, like yeah. just I think communication is even more important remote like because you can well I was communications major so like I know a lot about like nonverbal cues so it's like when you're kind of put in a position where you can't see people too, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know how they're feeling or how is it actually going or if they actually need help. Like it's harder to reach out and be vulnerable. And that's why we read the five dysfunctions of a team because it's hard to be like vulnerable and be like, I'm really struggling here when you're online. Yeah. Because you're not able just to turn to somebody and say, it. you have to go out of your way to message them that you're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I knew you'd have a good perspective on that. So oh, yes. You know me. <laughs> Trying to have that insight. You were like, remote world. Like, I'm going to Tapping in. It. Okay. Like, if there's anyone who would know how to infiltrate the virtual remote work it's you. world, it's you. Just call so. me, you guys. You know, follow me on Instagram and, like, message me and be like, hey, Fran, I'm having a hard time. I will pop in there. And I will be like, okay, <laughs> we're going to have a conversation now with your coworkers. Add them to call. What is up? Welcome. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> I love that. Um, cool. Well, as we start to wrap up, um, maybe just one final question for you. Like, what would you say to people who are maybe in this phase of their career right now where they are feeling that discomfort, that restlessness, and they're just discerning what's next? Like, what encouragement would you provide them? Like, what, like, would you tell them? I think the first thing I would say is I want you to write down a list of things that you want to be doing in the next five years. Where do you see yourself? Who do you see yourself with or doing or like really try to step into your future self with God and say, I'm, I'm feeling this restlessness. I'm feeling, is this just a now thing? Is it just because of a change in management? Like you really need to tap into I'm not going to regret this in five to 10 years. I, like, how can I cultivate hey. an environment within my heart that's bold enough to see that I that it's time to move on? And being okay with being uncomfortable in those moments, like really call on your people, call on your mentors, call on your friends, call on your priests, call on everybody you need to, or just call on God. You you should always have him in that conversation, but really like ask him, where do I need to be? Where am I headed? And where do you see me? Like, and that's honestly the main message of all of this in my heart is you, if you don't include God and if you don't include the loved ones that are going to be there for you in the next few years and your thoughts and your prayers and your conversation, it's you're never going to make those changes. Yeah. You're never going to take that leap. And Sometimes you just have to do it for yourself, too. Even if you have no other reason besides, you know, God and fulfilling yourself, like, with within him, 
make that be your reason. Sometimes that's all you need. Like really jump. Just just take that jump. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us like stop dreaming or yes. we like take Dream. times where we stop dreaming because like it, you know, we just forget. We just get comfortable and stuff. And so like just dream with God. Yes. I, I feel like that's exactly what you're saying. Dream with God. I love that. And love like it. invite him into the dream and say yes. like how can we get there like what is your next step for me he wants you to ask him for things Mm -hmm. he wants that and i think that's very hard to ask him like to reveal these things because it can feel selfish but yes like ask him like dream with me and then show me like where these dreams go Mm -hmm. and i think that that'll change your life for sure in your prayer life yeah Wow. Well, we got to end with that, I think. Yeah. I feel like that was beautiful. That was perfect. Um, on our last like episode that uh, with our last guest, we kind of just talked about how good it is to kind of like, you know, call out things that we see in other people and just like kind of encourage them. Oh, and like, I just want to let you know that like we love you so much. We can just like... I can just sense like how much of a welcoming and like loving presence you have and also just like how your business mind is like so utilized for the church and like we really need those people um, and just so happy for you and very excited to see, you know, your engagement era coming up. And yeah. we just love you so much. Yeah. So sweet. No, thank you guys. And thank you guys so much for having me and continually reaching out. Um, everybody listening, listen here. Claire and Allison are legit. They <laughs> want to help you. See, they want to see you grow. They want to be your mentors and your friends. And like, they really, they, they have a beautiful heart. And this podcast just shows that. Um, then I'm so thankful for both of your friendships. It's, I'm excited to see where it goes, especially when I move into the city next year. Let's go. We're going to be, I'm going to be a frequent flying guest. Lincoln I'm going to make it happen. Squad. Let's get after it. I love I'm it. I'm so excited. Can't, can't wait. wait for our like coffee walks. Yes. yes. Remote work where we time talk about together. Football. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be doing remote coffee. Day. I love it. <laughs> If you're in the Chicago area, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hang out. Yes. Remote work with you. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. Happy Tuesday. Oh, yes. We love Fran as a Tuesday advocate. Happy Tuesday. I love Tuesdays. (laughs) If you don't, you should. (laughs) (laughs) So we love it. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corporate Catholic Podcast. Give us a rating and follow us on social media at Corporate Catholic Pod.